Hello, photography friends. Eugene Negovietsky with NPhoto here for another fantastic NPhoto live chat for you. That's right. We're going back to back. You might have seen us yesterday. Here we are again, back at our normal time today. Uh, so please come on in and let us know that you are here. Say hello and let us know where you are joining us from in the comments. We always love to interact with our audience throughout the live chat. I am so pleased and honored to welcome our guest to you today, Shamika Chate of Aria Rose Photography out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She is a fantastic fine art child portraiture photographer, and we are so excited to say she is one of our brand ambassadors. Hello, Shamika. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. The sun is shining finally, <laughs> so it's a beautiful day today, literally. How about you, Shamika? I'm doing pretty good too. And the same with Texas. Yesterday was a little cloudy. Thought it was it was going to rain, but today it's pretty sunny. But then again, that could change. So it could rain by the end of the day. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely, it's been crazy here too. One minute's one way, the next is another way. Um, so we're just going to give our audience a check second to come on in here again. If you're joining us, if you're seeing us, let us know that you hear us okay. Let us know that everything's okay for you. Let us know where you're coming from, what kind of photography you do, and anything else you'd like to share with us. We're really excited to bring you a wonderful live chat today. As the title suggests, we're going to let you know how your comfort as a photographer might be stifling your creativity. So this will be a nice uh, jump start to you and your business going forward. Is there anything you'd like to add, Shamika, before we get started today? Um, just thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about some creativity. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and get started. What do you say, Shamika? I say let's go ahead and do it. All right. I want to kind of start at the beginning, though, Shamika. And what is it that uh, got you started with photography? Um, honestly, my children. Um, I think most mom photographers, that's how we get started, is we get started by, um, taking pictures of our children. I've always loved photography, um, but, and I've always used to take my kids to go to like um, studios to get their pictures taken for Valentine's Day, Easter, things like that. Um, I just always loved the beauty of photography. And I was like, well, I'm already spending all this money getting pictures taken of my children. I might as well try my hand and, you know, try to capture some of their um, childhood. So that's mm. pretty much how I started. I started when my um, second child was five months old oh. and started taking pictures of him and his brother. So mm. that's pretty much how I got started. Okay. Was it was it a love at first sight kind of thing? Did you know immediately when you started this is what you wanted to do? Or is it something that just kind of happened? No. So when So whenever I started, I started taking pictures of my kids and um, you know, I've always followed other photographers and things like that. And I always like just kind of wondered how they would get the style that they got and would follow them. And then it wasn't until I actually started taking clients that I mm. fell in love with it and okay. um, like fell in love where I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So when I started taking pictures like with of my clients um, and then they would like just be so in love with it and be like, Oh, thank you so much. That's when I really fell in love with it. Cause I was just like, really like, okay, like I'm giving them like memories and it was just something about um, helping other people capture their memories that just sparked my love for photography. Hmm. 
And you mentioned style too, and I want to go there now. Uh, your brand, Area Rose Photography. How would you describe your brand and the style that you have? So, so I would probably say that um, my style is more whimsical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's more whimsical, um, one of a kind, like child portraiture. Um, and I don't know, I would just whimsical, magical, whimsical, out of the box, fun, mm-hmm. you know, um, just something different. Like I, I draw a lot of my inspiration from like um, museum art. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that my style is more um, museum art. I do like to add like the oil painting look to my images as well. Mm-hmm. Um, vintage, I would say vintage too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is it so you have kind of like a fairy tale effect or it's really ranging from one thing to another? Yeah. So it just really depends on um, what my client wants to do. So if my client wants something that's just classic and timeless, then we'll Mm -hmm. go for that vintage look. Um, If they want, um, you know, something for like, usually it's like the older kids that my clients want like the more classic timeless um, pieces. And then Mm -hmm. for the younger ones, they want more of that magical fairy tale type um, images. So it just really depends. Um, If I had to choose, which is my favorite, it would probably be more of the fairy tale. Okay. But you are pretty flexible with your clientele. I know this is sometimes a topic. It depends on what photographer you ask, if they're really strict about sticking to their style or if they're allowing the clients to have a say. You seem to be pretty open to letting clients uh, decide what kind of style they would like with your photography. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, these images aren't going to be on my wall forever. They're going to be on my clients' walls forever. So why not, you know, give them what they want, what they're going to want to enjoy for um, generations to come where, where they're going to pass it down to their children and, and their children's children and, and things like that. So I definitely um, take into consideration what style they want to go for. Now, there are some styles where I'm just like, mm, no, sorry, I don't do that. But um Usually when my clients are coming to me, they have already looked at my website, Instagram, Facebook. So they just kind of tell me like, oh, I saw this image on your website and I really want to go towards that style. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not very strict. I'm, you know, it's all up to my clients because, again, they're going to be keeping these images forever. So this is this is for their family. So, of course, I want them to have a say so in what they want for their images. Yeah. When there is a client, you say it doesn't happen often, but if there is a client where they suggest something that you're not so comfortable with, do you generally just immediately refer them to somebody else or do you try to find a compromise between you and the client? Um, I usually try to find a compromise. I usually say, um, you know, this is not really something that I usually do. Um, We can definitely do something along those lines, but um, just because of my style, um, this this is what I can offer you. And Mm -hmm. if they're just like stuck on, no, I just really want Mickey Mouse and balloons and things like that. Then I'm like, well, I'd be happy to um, refer you to another photographer that I know you would definitely love. You would love their work. You would enjoy it. And I can definitely reach out to them and and give you that referral. Okay. Now, your your work is creative. It's whimsical. It's fine art. uh, It's 
unique for sure. And I wanted to ask you then, how important is it for a photographer to have kind of a unique brand in the business? So it's very important because where you know we're in a like a very saturated industry there's a lot mm -hmm. there's a lot of photographers so in order to stand out you're gonna have to be unique you're gonna have to you got to give them give the client something that the next photographer is not going to give them whether that be with your style of work or just your customer service or the products that you offer so mm -hmm. um it's definitely important to find your style and um you, and be unique and, and do your own thing so you can stand out because if you're doing what the next photographer next door is doing, what's going to separate you from that photographer? Why would that client choose you over another photographer? Mm -hmm. So, and you want to give, and clients are always looking for something just different and unique. So, right. you know, offer them something, whether that even be with like wardrobe, like, you know, cause I have a ton of wardrobe so mm -hmm. that my clients can choose from. So it's just, yeah, it's definitely important. Is there something that photographers can do once they find their style? Is there something they can do to really emphasize that and kind of take advantage of it and build it properly up from there? Yeah, education. Um, mm -hmm. Like I have gone to before I found the style that is mine today, I've gone to other photographers workshops mm -hmm. I have um, and even still I'm always learning still so mm -hmm. I even still have um, memberships and subscriptions to um, like photography sites that are mm -hmm. just you know um, so definitely learning always learning go go do some online courses go do some shootouts um, go do some workshops and then that way you can ask questions get some one-on-one -on -one, or even just mentoring I've even mentored mm -hmm. I've even like um, had a mentor that like helped me um, pretty much finalize like what my style was going to be and everything like that so definitely just seeking out education like furthering your education whether whether that even be on youtube you can even find stuff on youtube because that's how i started i started by watching youtube videos and that's like free and then you just go from there <laughs> so absolutely and uh you know on your website and your social media you you mention and you emphasize that you capture the story of your clients and your photography tells their story uh, what are some things you do to find out a client's story? Like, how do you know what a client's story is? So there is a process to um, having a session with me. And that process is, you know, we'll have a phone consultation to make sure that I'm the right photographer for them. And then mm. during that phone consultation, I kind of just ask them, like, what they're envisioning for their child session and I ask them what's what story do they want to tell for their child and so they tell me about it and then once they book then we have like what I call um, a design consultation and that's where we actually design their their session so it's a lot of um, communicating with my clients like I, I just straight up ask them like what story do you want to tell mm. like what mm -hmm. what do you want to capture what when you look at your images five years from now what's what is the story that you want people to see and feel whenever they walk into your house and see this wall art so um i just straight up ask them mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you know, so I mean, that's the best way to, there's no tiptoeing around it. Just, right. you know, what do you want? What do you want me to capture? I'm, and do they I'm here all, to help. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, no, do, they yeah. all, <laughs> do they tend to know what to say or do you sometimes have to kind of work with them to figure it out? A lot of them don't know. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of them, um, a lot of them don't know. They just know that they want a session. And they know they want something unique and different. And that's why we um, go into a pre, pre... So when they call me and we do that phone consultation, usually they don't know. Usually they mm -hmm. don't know what they want. And But what I also do is I ask them to tell me about their child. Tell me about their child's personality, fa favorite color. If they were to walk, if they, you know, their child was playing by themselves in a room and they were to sneak in and, and watch what they were doing, what would their child be doing? And as they're telling me all this, I'm writing that down. So whenever they come in for their design consultation, I'm like, so, you know, whenever we talked on the phone, you kind of told me um, about your daughter and this is what she does. So here's what I'm kind of thinking for her session in general, and then, you know, I tell them what I'm thinking, tell them what wardrobe I'm thinking, accessories, um, set designs, things like that. And then I ask them, like, how does that sound for you? Or, um, you know, what do you think about this? And then they'll either say yes, or usually when you start giving them ideas, ideas pop up in their head. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, what if we do this? Or, you know, things like that. And we just work together. It's, it's more of like a collaboration with my clients. Okay. And it's like you just said, you are very collaborative. You're welcome. You're welcoming their ideas and their feedback. And so when somebody is interested in, in using your photography service, you start with the phone call and then you have this consultation that we just described, and then you're going into the shoot, or, or maybe can you just walk us through uh, what it's like when somebody wants to use you as their photographer? Yeah. So like, like we said, um, the first step is to have a phone consultation with me. So they have a phone consultation with me. We kind of talk, go over pricing and everything like that. And then, um, then we, after they decide like, yes, this is definitely what I want to do. Let's book it. They'll book it. We'll choose a date for their session and then we'll schedule a time for them to come into the studio and, um, set up that design consultation. Mm -hmm. Then with that design consultation, um, you know, I tell them, hey, you can bring your child to this design consultation so your child can get to know me. And then also with the wardrobe, we can try on some some different wardrobes, see what exactly um, we like the best for whatever theme we're, we're going to do. So after that design consultation and also during that design consultation, I'm showing them products and we're going over mm -hmm. pricing and everything like that. But that's also why I like them to come into the studio, because just giving them a pricing list and saying, this is what I have to offer. It doesn't, they're just like, oh, okay, a keepsake box. Okay, don't know what that is. So that's why, um, that's why I'm usually just like, you know, come on in and then they get to pick up the, the folio box and look at it, get to see the wall art and things like that and ask more questions. So after their design consultation, the next time they see me is for their session. Now with my sessions, um, it's a little bit different than other photographers because I do include hair and makeup for children. So, mm. and um, my clients really love that because they literally can just bring their child in and like, you know, pajamas if they want to. I've had clients who just bring their kids in pajamas and they don't have to worry about anything. They don't have to worry about a wardrobe. They don't have to worry about what am I going to do with their hair or, you know, what 
do like if I if we were gonna do more of a whimsical, they don't have to worry about how they're gonna do the makeup. So whenever they come in for the session, they get to meet my hair and makeup team, and we kind of ex- go back over like what's gonna happen for that day. They spend about two hours with me, just with hair, makeup, and then the session itself. And so we'll do the session, and you know their child will get pampered. And we'll get the wardrobe on, the child will feel like a princess or a prince or a pirate or whatever the theme is. And, um, you know, we'll do the session. And then I always have to convince the children to get back out of my wardrobe and tell them I actually have to keep it and they don't get to take it home. <laughs> and then um, and then they come back one last time to see their images. And that's what I call a portrait reveal. And with their portrait reveal, um, I, usually show, I usually do a slideshow of all their images, all edited and everything like that. And we'll go through them. They'll watch the slideshow. We'll go through them one by one together, compare images, and then they choose which images they want for their home. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like we put in their um, order and then um, they come back to get their their final product. And and that's the whole experience. (laughs) Right. It sounds very fun, though. I have to say, it sounds super fun for the child. I try to make it fun. <laughs> getting to play dress up, getting the makeup on, getting right, the theme, right. Like, oh, that sounds like a, a dream for a child. So that's fantastic. We'll get into more of kind of the ordering and the products and stuff a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so you have a lot of time to really sit down and talk with your clients and figure out what it is that they are looking for uh, as well. Do you then just let your clients kind of inspire you as you as you're going through your uh, business or what is it that inspires you to kind of keep going and changing and developing um say that again <laughs> what, what what is it that inspires you uh in, in in your work for photography and things like this is it the clients or is there something else to it um i would say it because some of the some of the stuff that i do that I put on my Instagram and stuff, some of that stuff is for me and it's not a client session. Some mm-hmm. of it's just like a way to get my creative outlet going. And so whenever I do things like that, my inspiration comes from, um, I'm a child at heart and then I have three small children. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the inspiration comes from them playing and me just seeing them play and use their imagination or a movie that we have watched or um, I, whenever I was a child, I was a, a avid reader. So a lot of it comes from fairy tales. Um, and so, um, like one creative, uh, shoot that I did that was just for me was Rumpelstiltskin. I did a Rumpelstiltskin, um, and I did that one cause it's one of my favorite stories. So, and I've like always wanted to do, um, Rumpelstiltskin. So a lot of it comes from, um, fairy tales, uh, museum art pieces mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll draw inspiration from that and sometimes i'll recreate some um portraits that i've seen in the museums um pinterest sometimes just like scrolling on pinterest and i'll just see like it could be like a dress that i see on on pinterest and i'm like ooh, i want to do a shoot around that or mm-hmm. ooh, that's like a really cool concept and i want to recreate that um as for my client sessions that inspiration comes from them. That a hundred percent. That inspiration comes from them because I'm because I talk with them so much. I'm drawing inspiration from what they're telling me and what they're wanting. But if it's something 
just for me that I want to do, then um, it, it usually comes from a lot of things. Like, for instance, there's one that I'm going to be doing soon. And that one, that inspiration um, came from myth, uh, mythology. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just inspiration ever, is everywhere. So, right? <laughs> so it's literally everywhere. I could be driving down the street and see something <laughs> and be like, ooh, that would be an awesome shoot. Let me figure out what I can do. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering that because I know it could be one of those questions. It's like, it, it just comes, but it's so interesting to ask people like yourself who are so creative where it comes from. I just love hearing where it is. You take inspiration from the fact that you can draw from anywhere and everywhere, essentially. And I'm going to take a risk here. And that is I'm going to rely on my memory and I have a follow up <laughs> question, but I want to hold off on it because I'm going to get to my next question. And that's going to really dig into the meat of our topic for today. And I have a feeling it's going to lead nicely back to where I wanted to. Okay. Uh, so that question is uh, something else I noticed on your website is that you help photographers step out of their comfort zone and tap into their creativity, as you said. And mm -hmm. I, I love that. Um, I think that uh, I don't need to say this for other pro photographers who are watching us, but it's wonderful because pro photography can be tricky. Uh, you know, uh, generally the photographers are creative, but with the word professional comes business and that often limits, you know, creativity and people, the photographers feel like they are boxed into a certain set of what their clientele likes. And it can often lead them to feel frustrated and burnt out uh, in their industry. So my question for you then is, how can professional photographers balance that need to stay consistent, but also remain creative? Um, so, so it's really funny because, you know, even though you guys see my work and everything like that, but I, I struggle with that too. I struggle with, um, you know, the frustration and trying to be in a box, mm -hmm. but what I have learned is, um, I think with photography, you really need to stay true to you and stay true to who you are. And then, your clients and everything will follow. It's kind of like the the saying, if you build it, they will come mm. type thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So um, by staying in the box and doing what all the other photographers are doing, because you think that's what is working for them. But if you ask those photographers, like say mini sessions um, and the child portrait photographer world, mini sessions is a really big thing. I literally don't really care to do mini sessions um, because most of the mini, like when I say mini sessions, I'm, I'm talking about like Easter minis and mm -hmm. Valentine's Day minis and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if I do that, then I'm just trying to do what all the other photographers are doing. And that is where you can get burnt out mm -hmm. is if you continue to try to do what all the other photographers are doing or, um, you know, just you see something and you see that it's working for that photographer, then you try to do it. When in reality, that photographer could just really enjoy doing that stuff. They could just mm -hmm. really enjoy doing, because I know a lot of photographers who are only mini session photographers, mm -hmm. and that's because they love doing that. Um, so um, I would just say, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Um, I would just kind of say, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Be, being true to yourself. I was going to kind of jump in. Uh, and, yeah. And, uh, see, yeah. Yeah. But so to stay true to yourself, like you said, if you're not somebody who likes to do many sessions, if you don't, because you feel like you're going to follow the pack, 
right uh, then then, then that's not gonna it. right and then if you're doing the mini session because you saw someone else doing it you're not really being creative mm. so even if you are going to do a mini session because you like that theme or something um try to make it your own do put mm. something in it where like don't do exactly that setup like put yourself in there and right. that's how you can kind of add your creativity to it and still be true to yourself and then also um a client could see that and be like, oh, well, I really like this setup or I really like what this person is offering or, you know, things like that. But um, yeah, I hope that answered that question. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I want to go to where I was going to, you know, this part before I remembered. And, and how the other thing, too, I think, is how often are you doing shoots for yourself compared to doing shoots for clients? Because I think another problem is photographers get too caught up in only doing stuff for clients. Right, and that can kind of mm. maybe dictate again their their creativity is more dictated by then the, their their clientele and their audience. So how because you mentioned you do do it photos for yourself, and you do them rather frequently. How often are you kind of doing photo shoots for yourself as opposed to those for for clients? Um, so it just honestly it depends on a couple of things. It depends on um, like the slow months. I'll I'll mm -hmm. tend to do. Um, a shoot for myself on the slow months because I can really take my time and create something um, or if I'm feeling burnt out. So mm. if I'm feeling burnt out and I'm feeling like I'm just constantly doing like repeat, like repeating sessions over and over, or I just need to, um, or if I'm feeling stuck, that's when I'll do something for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like whenever I'm stuck or feeling burnt out or anything like that, then that's kind of like my brain saying, hey, let's let's do a create. Let's get away from all of that and kind of do a creative outlet type thing. So, yeah, I, I definitely will tell like photographers, um, you know, if you're feeling burnt out, you 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 have to do it for yourself especially mm -hmm. because if you're a photographer you're obviously doing it because you love it right mm -hmm. you're doing it because this is something you love to do and there's nothing wrong with doing things for yourself and and then posting that on your page like because who knows you could do something for yourself and a client could really love it and ask you to to do it for them so um yeah so i i do it whenever like right now for instance the whole the next one that i'm doing for myself for myself that's based off of uh, mythology mm -hmm. that's because i'm feeling burnt out or i'm feeling okay. um like i need something more <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's why i'm gonna be doing this next set that i'm gonna be doing Okay. And forgive me for asking the obvious, but that helps when you feel like you are burnt out, when you have the moment to pause and do a creative outlet, that helps you to feel more invigorated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. It makes me more excited about my work again. Like, you know, it, it makes me, yeah, it makes me feel like, okay, yeah, I'm excited again. I got that. I got that flame again, you know? Hmm. So. Absolutely. Uh, and Malia in the audience says, yes, this is me. When she's bogged down with client work, uh, she she uh, needs to get out and do something for herself. She doesn't really have a chance to, but she needs to. And and I think, you know, we're talking about there's not much more to say about it, but it's an important point that I think is sometimes overlooked. Again, photographers can feel like they have to cram every minute 
with paying clients that it takes right. away from their own their own love of it and their own joy of it. And uh, let us know in the comments uh, if you have a similar approach to Shamika, if you're feeling burnt out or if you feel like your creativity is kind of fizzling or what it is that you do when you have a moment when you're, when you're feeling burnt out or you feel like your creativity is kind of kind of slipping. Because then again, again, not just an obvious question, you say a lot of things that you will do in a creative session like that can then transfer over into future uh, client work and people will see it on, on Instagram or social media and suggest, hey, I would like to do that too. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the branding. And I want to ask you about it now too, with, with social media and everything, like how important is it? And we're seeing it now a little bit, but how important is it for uh, photographers to be utilizing social media and to be posting on there? And again, more, more so even things that they might be doing that are not necessarily client projects. Um, um, first, I want to say, hey, Malia. Hey, girl. Hey, uh, <laughs> she's she's here. And okay. she's, yeah, she's in the Dallas Fort Worth area. She's a wedding photographer. So mm -hmm. I know her. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say hi to her. Um, no problem. No problem. So unfortunately, it is very important. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it is because Another thing that I know, because I hear other photographers telling me this all the time, is they struggle with so social media presence. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, in the time that we're in, you have mm -hmm. to have one. So whether that's you just posting in your stories on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but um, it's it's very, very important because that's where you're going to these days that's where you're going to get a lot of your clientele and also if you're posting and um being consistent somehow now see i don't always post on my news feed but i will post in my stories mm -hmm. so that way i'm still being seen mm -hmm. um and i had to learn this like it wasn't it wasn't like you know i'm just like oh i'm gonna do this today i had to learn it from someone else because i was just very frustrated um but you have to have a social media presence just because, um, so say like somebody puts you, somebody says they're looking for a photographer and somebody puts your name down and puts your business down and they go to try to see your work and you don't have anything on Instagram, social media or mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook or anything like that. That's a client that you could have missed out on. And then also if you're doing things for yourself and you're just showing behind the scenes, clients love behind the scenes they like love to see behind the scenes because they love to see you in action. They love to see what it's going to look like if they were actually to have a session with you. So they like to see behind the scenes. Um, but um, also like when you're doing things for yourself, that shows your client that you can be creative. They can come mm -hmm. to you with an idea and you can execute it. So even just putting your, your, um, your own creative shoots that you did for yourself on social media, that's important too. Um, I will say, don't put anything on social media that you don't wanna do. So if you do um, first birthdays, but you really don't care to do them, don't put them on your social media. Because if you put it on your social media, that's what people are gonna ask you for. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that too. Um, you know, um, I did a couple of weddings and I didn't really care to do weddings. <laughs> uh, and, but whenever I put them on there, I had like an influx of, of wedding inquiries and I'm just like, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, 
having a social media presence, presence, like I said, is very important just because clients can go there and they're going to scroll. They're going to keep scrolling and looking at everything because they want to see what you can do. So if you have one or two pictures there, or um, for instance, say somebody puts your name down, but it's your name and not your business, and they go to your profile and you don't have your um, business like attached to your profile, like how mine says, um, for owner of Aria Rose Photography, like they're they're gonna not know how to see your work. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. So you definitely have to make sure your business is attached to your personal profile because if anybody tags you, and you don't always know when people tag you because you they might tag you in a, a group that you're not in. So, but if a person goes to your page to like, oh, I want to see what this person's work look like and they can't find it, then you miss out. Mm-hmm. If you, and then um, also, you also, even though social media is really big right now, I still highly believe in having a website because there's still a lot of people who don't have social media. So how else are they going to find your work? They're going to have to go to your website. So you just need all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I like how you said, how you were talking about what you're posting and that you don't, you shouldn't post something that you might not want to do, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do it. It No, that doesn't mean that you don't don't have to do it, but if you don't want to do it and if you don't want to, if that's not what you want to be booked for, then -hmm. I wouldn't put it on your social media. Right. And that's a great way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pointing that out for, it's a way that the photographer can keep control of their own, their own brand. So again, right. any given client that comes in, they say they want to do something a little off the wall, they can do it and they don't have to feel like they have to then post it. Right. Uh, so that's exactly. really, that's really cool. And it's again, just a reminder that uh, photographers are at the end of the day, still in control of their own, of their own brand. Yeah. Um, Cause I do, I do first birthdays. I just don't post it. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, as you say, social media, it's it's a very important thing nowadays to stay visible. Mm -hmm. And you gave so many great tips about that, the behind the scenes. I really like that as well. Uh, Yeah. People like to peek behind the curtain, so to speak. Yes. Well, because, (laughs) well, if you think about it, we're, we're nosy. We're, we're nosy. We want to know what everybody's yeah. doing. That's, that's why they're social media. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so the, popular. Yeah. yeah. And so social media is the new word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to have one. That's why mm-hmm. I said, unfortunately, because gone yeah. are the days where people could just Google you and mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is a photographer. Let me Google. Now it's all social media and it's word of mouth. And people want to, um, they want to, they want to know you. So also, I will say your stories, you don't have to post by your shoot that you're doing because mm-hmm. my stories on my Instagram and stuff, it could be just what I'm doing with my kids that day, you know, okay. or yeah. I could be like, I could be at the zoo and I'm like, oh, we're at the zoo today. They just want, they want to know that you're a real person. They want right. to, that, and that's also how you connect with your clients. Like by the time they come to you and book with you, if they've been following you on social media, they feel like they know you. So it's a lot easier for them to, you know, talk with you and things like that. So, um, you know, I don't, on my, like my feed, I don't post like personal, like pictures or anything like that. That's all work. But if they were to go look at my stories, you know, it's, me and my daughter, like, you know, playing around or, um, 
you know, she was, she, that my kids could be doing something funny and I'll post mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, does, can anybody relate? Or, you know, you know, toddler life or, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. They want to, you can be very personable on there and then they can, they feel like you, they know you. So, and people want to book who they know. So that's another Definitely. tip. That's, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. And we uh, we have just posted a link to uh, Shamika's website, Area Rose Photography. It's also in the description of the event along with her Facebook and Instagram. I highly recommend you check that out when we're done, of course. Don't leave now. <laughs> but when, when we're done with the chat, check out her platform. See what she does. It's really wonderful stuff. She has such great tips here for using social media properly. I'm going to take a little bit of a turn here, Shamika. And we are so proud that you are an ambassador of ours and photo. But I want to go back to the start of it all. What was it about us at Enphoto that made you want to try us out and then continue to use us? And how did you find us? So I actually found you guys on, um, I'm part of a lot of photography groups. And Mm -hmm. um, I found you guys because I was looking to switch printing labs because I was just Mm -hmm. having so many problems with my printing labs. And then also I wanted something as unique as my style. So um, somebody just put, like somebody was looking for printing labs and a lot of the printing labs that other people um, named. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's, okay, so one of my friends just messaged me. It's Aria Rose Photography. <laughs> so she was like, wait, okay. But anyways, um, so what happened was... Um, they had, there was a bunch of people just listing a bunch of printing labs and a lot of the printing labs they had mentioned, I had already tried. So I was like, "Mm, no. So, and then your guys' name popped up and I was like, well, let me take a look. Went on your website and I was like, oh, these are, these are really cool. Like some of the, like, I really liked what drew me to you guys were the folio boxes. Those mm-hmm. were, that was actually in the album, the acrylic album. Um, so those were my very first two samples that I got from you guys. And then when they got here, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> these images actually look like what I show my clients. They're not too dark. They're not, um, they don't look weird. Like I had one printing company who sent me my stuff and I was just like, this looks really weird. Like this does not, it, like the, it was weird. Um, so what I like about you guys is it is true to what I'm showing my clients. So I never have to worry about if when it gets here, is, is it going to be true to what my clients see? Um, and then also, um, even though you guys are in Europe, it's still pretty fast. So um I've had one company that I went to and it just took forever. Like when I say forever, I'm talking months. So I was just like, okay, yeah, my clients don't want to wait that long. So um, the shipping is fast. And um, even when I'm, when I like, I tell my clients like, oh, two to four weeks. And usually I'll get it within two weeks. And my clients are always excited. Like, oh, that was fast. So And then just the quality, the quality just in general, like it's like no other. Ooh, you know what I love? I love about the folio boxes, all the different colors, all the different options, all the different colors, all the different textures, linen. Uh, I What really drew me to you guys were velvet, velvet and mm-hmm. suede. 
yeah, that that's a that's a bestseller right there, velvet and suede because it's something different. So I was really excited, and I have some velvet suede. But I have it all. I have it all. I have I some it. with acrylic, some with velvet, some with suede. So, <laughs> and, so, and then one is leatherette, like this pink one right here. That's leatherette over mm. there somewhere. So, yeah. So, and I and I always get compliments from my clients. They have never had a problem. So. It's always wonderful to hear. And yeah, the velvet and suede, when we introduced that, that was really a step up for us. We, that really knocked it out of the park for us. And yeah, we have over 80 plus, really about 80, over 80 mm. now, different textile options and color options to choose from. Um, I know that might sound a little overwhelming at first, but don't worry. If you have any trouble, we have experienced staff that will help you to find what you look for. And do yourself and your clients the favor and take your own choices before you show them 80 plus different colors. Right. Options. Yeah. I have, uh, a, um, I have swatches. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but usually, or my clients will just tell me, um, well, I trust you, you choose. Uh -huh. So yeah. that's fun for me too, because I usually make it to where, um, it goes with whatever their images are. So it really is nice because, yeah, it opens it up for clients to be doing so much and to be very unique for each client as well, if, if they want to be. Again, some photographers like to keep a strict thing. Some like to be very open and creative. So if you're somebody who likes to make every client something unique, you have mm -hmm. the opportunity. Yeah, three different, four yeah. different, five different types and many different colors to choose from. Uh, in general, though, about print products, obviously you love them and you offer them. What is it about print products for you? Um, I like to offer print products because they are going to last. So what I tell my clients are I, I give them digitals when they order prints, but I see digitals as um, an archive. So I see them as an archive, like, you know, back them up, put them on a cloud or whatever, but technology is always changing. So even if you put them on Facebook, like say you want to go back and look at that picture that a photographer did, like you have to scroll to find those pictures because you're constantly posting on social media. Or say you have like a USB, USB is corrupt after a certain amount of time, and then you don't have that image anymore. But if you have it printed, you always have that memory. Every time you look at that portrait on a wall or the coffee table album, like if you're flipping through an album, you you have those memories all over again. It's kind mm -hmm. of like um, when you smell something and it's like and like something familiar, and then you get like a rush of all the memories and stuff just from that smell. It's the same thing with looking at portraits. When you look at something, you remember that day, and that's why I try to really make an ex an ex it's it an experience for my clients because I want them to whenever they open their folio their folio box and then they pull out these these um these portraits i want them to like remember it like it was yesterday so mm. and then um also i mean when our parents and grandparents like you know they used to always have like photo albums and everything and you know um gone are the days where you would sit around as a family and somebody would flip through an album and say yeah so when your mom was this age like this is you know i remember taking this picture we were at this place and blah blah, blah. so that's why i like prints because it creates a conversation it's a conversation piece mm -hmm. about that certain memory and everything like that so that's why i like 
prints better than digitals because digitals, you forget about them. Prints, if it's printed on your wall, on your coffee table, you will never forget about it. You'll never forget that memory. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And your clientele are equally excited about print products or do you have to talk to them a little bit to get them to understand uh, print products? It's 50-50. So some of my clients, um, they do, because I also have a questionnaire that they fill out and some of them are only interested in digitals and some are interested in, some say, no, I want it. I want prints and, or I want a large, I want something really big on my wall. So um, it's 50-50. So the ones that, you know, are definitely interested in prints, it's just them seeing what they can do. And then the other ones that are interested in digitals, those are the ones that I kind of have to like talk talk to and talk about um, why I prefer prints over digitals. But whenever I tell them, you know, like about digitals, once you have it, digital like it's it's there and then it's gone but when if you have a print it's there forever then they're kind of like oh yeah yeah that does make sense so and then they it you know once you like explain to them Mm -hmm. why you prefer prints and give a good explanation not just be like well i just like prints you know like if (laughs) you give them a good explanation then they're kind of like oh you know what you're right like you know because i and usually i ask them okay well you know, if they've had um, professional pictures done before, I'm, I ask them, well, did you get them printed or did you have them as a digital? And if they say that they got them as a digital, I'm like, okay, so where are those pictures now? Or, you know, or I have a lot of clients when I ask them that they're like, it's still on a USB. And I'm like, okay, well, when's the last time you plugged that USB into your computer or when to go take that to get printed? I haven't touched it since the photographer gave it to me and I'm just like, you work so hard for that, that photo session, you know, don't, you know, you work so hard on it and to make sure your, you know, family was ready to inquire with that photographer and you don't have anything to show for it. But if you get imprinted, you can say, yeah, I went to this um, professional photographer. This was the experience. And if something is funny, like, oh, you know what? I remember this day. This is how my child was acting. And it was funny. Like, I've had kids fart on set. And like, you know, and the parents will never forget that whenever they look at the images. So, but, and, you know, I just, I just tell them, you know, that kind of stuff. Usually whenever they get digitals, they haven't touched it since. So, you know, that's usually what I tell them. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, unfortunately, that's the reality. And, you mm. know, I can, I'm even guilty of that. I work in a printing lab for God's sakes, but there's still some photos <laughs> I would like to print for my phone or camera or whatever. So definitely. Yeah. When that opportunity is available, it's always great. And and just right. like, you know, I'm, I'm just like you say, I grew up in that way of the, the, the printed out pictures sitting down, passing them around reliving the times. So definitely it's a valuable experience and it's, it's, Again, it's just another service in and of itself. And like you say, when you sit down the clients and you explain that, they, they can start to see that that's just another service that you're offering them and that, that you're doing them a favor, that you really are right. doing them a favor. Um, what are some things that uh, you do and other you know fine art child portrait photographers can do to maximize? I'm using, trying to use my words carefully, but to maximize <laughs> their sales with their clients. Um. So 
I I really think it's just the the experience. I don't I don't know because um I like to show my clients exactly what I'm offering. Mm-hmm. So j- uh, samples. There you mm-hmm. go. Right there. Maximize your sales. You have to have samples. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't sell something they can't see. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's just like if somebody was telling you like about a car, just telling you about the car, but you couldn't see it or anything, would you buy it? Would you, Or would you be like, well, what does it look like? Like you're telling me that it's white, but like is it dingy like you know what i'm saying like (laughs) and then um you know that's why again that's why we do the design consultation because they might have in their head um because i've had clients come in here before and they were like well i was really thinking about an eight by ten for my wall i'm like oh okay so let me show you what an eight by ten would look like on the wall (laughs) you know (laughs) so you know so then they're just like oh Okay, well then let me see, or they they think that 16 by 20 is huge. And then I'm like, okay, so this is a 16 by 20, this is a 20 by 24. And they'll be like, oh no, I want the 20 by 24. Yeah, so um, maximizing yourself, you have to have samples, You because ha- they, they wanna touch it, they wanna feel it, they wanna see what it looks like, they wanna see it hung up on a wall, they, want to be able to flip through something and and usually whenever you see clients they're like actually like if they have like the folio box they're just like touching it and just like oh this is nice like oh like you know and then and then because photography is such an investment they want to know like if i'm going to be spending this much with you i want to make sure this stuff is quality so they, so nobody's just going to buy it just by you telling like, oh, this is so amazing. You're going to love it. But I don't have anything right now to show you, but you're going to, I know you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah, yeah, you definitely, in order to maximize your, whatever you're going to sell, you need to have a sample. So if you're going to sell a, now I will say if you're going to sell like, you know, a 20, like a 30 by 40, you don't really have to have a 30 by 40, just have another bigger piece Mm -hmm. so they can see, because if you have like, like the one on the wall right here, that one's 20 by 28. So they see that and then they're just like, okay, well, anything bigger than that is going to be too big, you know, Mm -hmm. or they might be like, you know, actually, no, I just, I want something bigger. So whatever you're going to sell. So if you're going to say that you're um, like my new favorite from you guys are the triplex. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I knew I I was going to want to offer triplex, I ordered a triplex, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because they're going to want to see it there. You you could tell them whatever, I call it a storyboard. And um, so if I tell them, yeah, I'm now offering storyboards. What is that? They're going to want to see it. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I want that. Or, you know, or because, you know, you guys sell suede and velvet, you know, they could fill it and be like, I want this one. I know I'm going to want this one. And then they look at your pricing and then they're like, or like, so whenever they're looking at your pricing, they may think that they want the smallest package. But then Mm -hmm. when they come to you and they see your samples, they're like, well, let me look at the pricing again. Mm -hmm. Well, I well, which which collection has this one in it? Because this Mm -hmm. is what I really want. And then you're like, well, th- it's this one. And then they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I want that one. 
So maximizing your sales is you definitely have to have you have to have samples. Point blank period. Absolutely. And story, I love the name, the storyboard for the triplex. It's much oh, better yeah. than triplex. <laughs> <laughs> we might we yeah. might have to talk after the talk. <laughs> we might need to... <laughs> yeah, great. I call it a storyboard because that's great. You know, it's three images and you can create a story out of it. So I call mm -hmm. it a storyboard. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Which which is what photographers should be doing with it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we totally agree with that. You have to have those samples. And on that note, I just want to let our audience know that, of course, we always have tremendous deals available for you on our sample products. And just a little inside info, stay tight. I got a feeling something big is coming just around the corner, maybe mm -hmm. when we turn the calendar. And Ooh. I have a feeling that uh, particularly Shamika, I think is really going to like it. <laughs> Has something to do with samples and some other types of products. Just put it I'm out excited. there. I'm excited. to stay tuned as we turn the calendar into the next month. Uh, we got something nice in store for you. Um, so yeah, the value of samples cannot be cannot be overstated. And once you have a few, you can play them off each other, as Shamika says, to really show the different sizes to your clientele because they're probably not going to really know until they see it. So it really is a big benefit let us know in the comments what are some things that you like to do to uh, generate discussion about the products and create some more sales opportunities for yourself and for your business let us know if we have if you have any questions for us as well as definitely we kind, of start, kind of start to wrap it up a little bit here um so we're talking about products we talked about uh making yourself uh tapping into your creativity sorry if you feel like it's starting to go on you or if you're feeling a little bit burnt out we've talked about that a little bit uh, we've gotten to know Shamika a little more and her brand. Uh, you know, you mentioned the name of your photography that I probably said. Aria, Aria Rose. <laughs> and that reminds me, I wanted to ask you about that because generally you mentioned before how uh, it's so important to connect, you know, your, your uh, profile with your business and vice versa. And generally mm. photographers will just have, you know, like John Smith photography or something, right. you know, so, so your name is a little unique. It, do you have, is there a story behind it? Is, is there, or where did the name come from? Uh, Aria Rose is my daughter. Okay. So yeah, okay. she is my only girl. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, whenever I named her, I wanted something very dainty, very, um, I, I knew I wanted her middle name to be very vintage. And uh, so that's why I chose Rose. She's, mm -hmm. you know, my only girl. Like I'm, I'm very much of an old soul, vintage soul. So mm -hmm. I just wanted something dainty and vintage. Um, and then Shamika Shadi photography was <laughs> long <laughs> to say, and not very. And then of course I always have people mispronounce my last name. So um, I wanted something. And then you know, I'm a child portrait photographer. So mm -hmm. why not name it after my child and it just be just, you know, she's also um, my logo. So mm -hmm. in my logo, mm -hmm. you'll, there's, a, um, I had somebody uh, do a cartoon version of my daughter. So, and so it's a little cartoon version of her holding a rose. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so Aria Rose is my daughter. Um, you know, if you guys follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or anything like that, you will see a lot of her. She loves to model for me, um, especially when designers send me dresses. Uh, it's usually in her size <laughs> because <laughs> she will get mad if she doesn't get to wear the dresses. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, yeah, so she, that's, it's, it's named after her. And then I wanted to create um, something that 
she can take over one day. So, mm-hmm. you know, she models for it. So she's the she's the um, the face to the name. Okay. It's always struck me as such a beautiful name and a unique one. And so that's why I wanted to ask about it. And I feel even worse now if I mispronounced it. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Aria, Aria Rose, Aria Rose Photography. Mm. It's, it's really a fantastic name. And it's great to hear the story behind it. Um, I want to kind of close a little bit. I have one more question. It's, it's uh, okay. kind of on a philosophical note, uh, but from a professional photography business perspective. And uh, we, I, I don't mean to draw attention to the terrible COVID times that we've had, but we've had a rough mm-hmm. year, all of us, especially professional right. photographers. Uh, but what is one thing that you feel like you've learned through the course of this, you know, past 12 months? Uh, and something that, uh, you feel like you've learned to help you to improve your, your business and your photography kind of going forward. Um, so with COVID, I mean, it, it was hard, but, um, what I did during it was just create. Mm-hmm. I just continued to create. Um, during that time I, sh- I photographed a lot of my daughter. Um, but I would say like I, I learned to tap into my creativity more, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have clients coming in asking me for sessions and me getting, I think, uh, honestly, I think, um, COVID is what actually made me be as creative as I am today because mm-hmm. I didn't have clients coming in. So I mm-hmm. had to do my mm-hmm. own thing. I had to figure something out to, so I just wouldn't disappear off of, you know, social media and everything like that. So um, that's when I started writing down ideas and started really looking for inspiration and things like that. So I would I would definitely say that COVID helped me tap into my creativity. It helped, I, I um, focused more on my editing style and worked more on my editing style. And I, that's actually when I started be, building my own sets mm. and like creating my own sets. So um, that's when I started going to craft stores and buying stuff to create my own things because shipping was crazy um, during that time. And um, and I just had more time to actually focus on myself, my business and where I wanted to take it. So I will say that as bad as it was, <laughs> Um, but when things started opening back up, my clients had been seeing new things from me that they've never seen before. So, and then after that, it just kind of took off and more clients wanted more of a custom session. So now what I'm mainly doing are custom sessions where I build sets and props and things like that for my clients. So that's another way that I stand out too is because my clients know not only do I have wardrobe, not only do I have a hair and makeup team, but I also will like create props for their session. So yeah, I definitely learned how to be more creative, how to create things and how to tap into my creativity and step out of the box. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. And just keep going. Create, create. Yes. Create. Uh, you know, is kind of the message that I am getting with that. 
And now, Shamika, I understand that you were also an educator. You were also teaching other photographers uh, how to be inspired, how to take pictures and all this kind of stuff. So where can other photographers uh, find you to learn more and hear more from you? So they can always message me on Facebook, Instagram, or they can email me. Or if they go onto my website, there's a little section that says for photographers and they can join um, my photographers newsletters where um, I send out information on um, editing tutorials, online courses, workshops, and shootouts. So, and this year I'm excited to say that I'll be touring around the, uh, the U.S. So mm -hmm. I'll be doing like different shootouts and creating just sets and photographers can come and take pictures of what it, what I set up and everything like that. Um, workshops are in, in progress. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, definitely um, you can go onto my website, go to the photographer section of the website and um, join the newsletter. Or if you, for some reason, can't find it or something, you can just message me on um, my Aria Rose photography page. All right. And we have the links to all of, uh, well, to her website, her social media, Instagram, Facebook, in the description of the event. We posted the link to the website in the chat as well. Uh, do check it out. Do check out these uh, places that Shamika will be stopping on her tour and other adventure, uh, other avenues she has to educate you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shamika. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there now. We're at about the time. Um, thank you for, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been such a pleasure. I'm Eugene Nagavieski with M Photo saying take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.